everyone! Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm your horror hostess with the mostess. I'm Tessianos. And today is day 26 of 31 Days of Horror. To follow along on this scary series of screams, please follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod, and Patreon at Patreon.com slash OCD Podcast. We are five days away from Halloween and three days away from OCD's second Halloween giveaway. On Thursday, October 29th, we will be giving away a very witchy package that includes a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Volume 1 comic, a Sabrina and Salem Funko from the Netflix series, and OCD stickers. To enter is quite simple. Head on over to your social media of preference, follow Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, and share your favorite OCD horror post thus far. Tag OCD in your post along with the hashtag 31 Days of Horror Comics, and you will be entered into the raffle. That's one entry per person, and it's going to be a devilishly good time. Now to introduce today's co-hosts, hailing all the way from Chicago, he is one of the hosts of the Comics, Culture, and Cosplay podcast. He is Zach. What's up, Zach? Hey, I am so glad to be here. I've been looking forward to this, you know. I'm glad we're saving some of the best for last because I am obviously far better than everyone else on my show. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) They're not going to hear this one. I know they're not. Uh, Josh might. I think he's going to tune into every single one. That's he true. Said he he was. definitely will. He definitely will. He, but that's okay. He he's used will. to me being mean. I'm the younger brother. It's he, kind of my job, really, when you think yeah. about it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You, you young, younger siblings, you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Zach's co hosts are Mari from day eight, I believe. Kevin, uh, we did uh, Gyo with him. Uh, Jinji Ito. Oh, there's some. There's some messy like trippy stuff i guess yeah that's what i'm looking for trippy trippy uh, yeah trippy is uh an understatement it's like <laughs> there's no word for that comic like holy cow that was the, my first manga and kevin's like here you go <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kev, first. i I'm mean like, i mean that's <laughs> oh. okay it's an introduction <laughs> i'll say that yeah but mari i got to read sandman with her oh, that was a good one yeah that's a good one. And then, Josh, we did Mr. Monster, of course. Of course, of course. That's his fave. That's his fave. Um, and for you, sir, we're doing some Star Wars. Woo! Woo! So, so before we... we jump into... Sorry. What's up? I was no, just no, say, go for it. So we've got uh, the Screaming Citadel. I don't know why I'm holding it up to the camera. I know no one can Please. see this, but force of habit. Um, it's it's a Star. No it's a set of Star Wars horror comics. It, it came out under Dr. I'm not sure how to say her name. Afra? Afra. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. I've been saying it right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I love Star Wars. I've been a huge Star Wars fan ever since I was a very young boy. I, I had brain surgery, <laughs> and I only remember a couple things from waking up post surgery because I was like four. But uh-huh. I remember the opening shot of Episode Four, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I made my parents oh. find out what the movie was, and it's oh. been, it's been a lifelong love affair ever since. That's amazing. That's awesome. So you're just like, you're deep in the trenches of Star Wars then. Absolutely. <laughs> so everything. So you probably do. I know you're a gamer. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you do all the video, the Star Wars video games and stuff? Yep. I love that. There's just so many great ones out there. Like, not not a lot of horror ones, but like just so many that are fun. Republic Commando, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, Knights of the Old Republic. It, 
The second one, even though it's a little bit worse gameplay-wise, it's like, hey guys, what if we looked at all the interesting Star Wars concepts out there? <laughs> because there's literally a Sith whose goal is to destroy the Force because she she hates it. She hates the Force. Oh. Because she, yeah. Well, don't they all hate the Force? I feel like they all hate it. Right? I mean, kind of, but she's like, eh, the Force always wants to keep things in balance. No victory's meaningful. Fuck the Force. <laughs> But not you. Are you are you Rebel Alliance? Or are you are you Imperial? What's going on? Oh well, I'm definitely an Imperial, but that goes way back to the gay days of Star Wars Galaxies. Oh okay. Way back Star to those Wars days because I was in the the Stormtrooper Assault Brigade Guild. So if anyone actually Wait, what knows that what mean? that is, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, so Galaxies was an MMO, so there was you know there was PvP every once in a while, so. What's an MMO? I know nothing, <laughs> oh, sir. God, I am so sorry. Um, massive multiplayer <laughs> online game. So think like World of Warcraft, but Star Wars. Oh, okay. Star Wars World of Warcraft. Right on. So, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, before we dive into the comic, I've been asking everybody, and I gotta know, what does Halloween mean to you, sir? It mostly meant free candy. Um, nice. You know, I'm sure I'm sure people will get uh, a little tired of hearing the same stuff that I that they'll hear from Josh. But you know, we we grew up in a fairly religious household, so that we never really celebrated it for a long time. Our parents even wouldn't wouldn't even let us go out trick or treating. You know, the whole oh. Halloween bad. You know, they, I, I love my right. parents to death, but they were the parents who were like, "Ooh, Pokemon bad, devil monster things." I was like, and "Look at you now." <laughs> yeah, look at me now. Uh so it. So are you gonna dress up this year? I'm a little old for that, and there's nowhere for me to go. What? But if there was a party, I would. You would, yeah. Okay, what's your candy of choice then? If you like free candy. Mm, Reese's peanut butter cups. Ooh, what about you? That is the favorite. No, that's the f- same. But like, you can't go wrong. It's peanut butter and chocolate. Like, it's so good. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Enough of that. Back to Star Wars. <laughs> so. All right, you're a big Star Wars fan. Awesome. Are you familiar with the other Doc Aphra comics? So I kind of fell off the Star Wars wagon when they brought out all the new stuff. Not because I hate the new stuff. I like a lot of the new stuff. It's just, you know, it did hurt when they were like, all that stuff that you loved, we're just going to kind of slide that over. So it definitely killed my momentum to, like, get into the EU, into the expanded universe again. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm glad because um, so- someone recommended Screaming Citadel to me. They said it's pretty good, and I liked it. I liked what I saw of Doctor Afra. Um, I don't know about the rest of them, but definitely Doctor Afra. So I'm probably gonna jump into that. Um, okay. But yeah, so it's it's, it's just more the old school stuff because that's what I grew up reading, you know. And they pushed it all yeah. to the side, and it hurts a little bit. I think they're more like, I mean, in my experience with Star Wars, I actually know Star Wars pretty dang well. Not like you, but I know it pretty well. The comics, I've read a lot of comics because my old co-hosts used to read, have us read a lot of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So I really got into it that way. But I was attracted to Doc Aphra. Um, I saw her at a comic shop where I was following Star Wars on Instagram and they're like, we got Doc Aphra. And I was like, oh, a girl in Star Wars. Yay. 
Um, I read her, the other Kyrian Gillen one, the full volume. Mm-hmm. I think there's only a couple volumes. And I was not happy with it. I'm a weird Kyrian, Kyrian Gillen fan. Like, I go in and out from liking him and not liking him. Mostly not liking him because I think he's so freaking confusing sometimes. Uh... Um, but, like, his Doc Afra, I was like, wait, where are we and why are we? Oh, that's <laughs> that's never good. I did notice that things were a little bit disjointed in this one like the actual comic itself but i personally i put that down to the fact that they were jumping between multiple series a little bit because you yeah that, that does affect things you know because you got you got to make sure that there are clean breaks in every comic yeah totally absolutely and okay so yeah explain that how these are like it's like a conglomerate of a bunch of different ones yeah so they ran this across i think it was three comic because they, they ran it across the actual Doc Afra, they ran it across uh, one for Luke. They ran it across Vader. Um, so yeah, so it ran across. I think it was three, three comics, or four. I can't okay. remember off the top of my head, which is terrible because I'm supposed to be talking about this thing. But I know you're good. Um, but yeah, so they ran it across a couple. It was one of those multi crossover, multi series crossover things. They do it from time to time in a lot of Marvel comics. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but sometimes it can mm-hmm. be fun because you can get different art styles and stuff um although not so much in this one because they had a lot of this they had the same three people working on it the entire time apparently which isn't bad in terms of art style you know it's just sometimes you lose out it's like oh i i like it because i can see different art styles and sometimes you don't like them sometimes you do but it can be fun that way yeah absolutely oh did you think that there were different art styles here some see like i'm okay so i'm still a new comic book reader i'm like two years in so like Sometimes it's really, for me, it's, like, really drastic, and I'm like, oh, that's a different art style. But maybe for you as, like, a very veteran comic reader, you know, maybe you'd see it It, better than I do. (laughs) There were sometimes, uh, especially with, like, face work, there was some, a lot of, like, face close-ups in here that just felt, I don't know, for some reason they felt off to me. Like, it felt like they were trying to draw, draw them really realistically relative to the rest of the art style. And I was like, this is kind of... It's not putting me off, but it's, like, taking me out a little bit. Yeah, I was totally going to say that. I was like, wait, did they just take a picture of Leia and then, like, super yeah. impose? It was, yeah, I to- I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking the same thing. I'm, I'm, I was like, oh, man, I hope I'm not just being, like, the picky, like, guy who reads comics. It's like, no, I'm glad to hear you say that, that we're on the same page there. Yeah, that was kind of weird. It looks like they're exact, like a photo. Mm-hmm. But then kind of, like, Photoshop to make it look like to bleed into the comic? I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it's it's something you got to see. Um, but the thing that's weird about yeah. it, right, because they also did it with the, the non... Um, oh, pardon me. They did it with the non-main character. Like, they did it with people that weren't Han and Luke and Leia. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. looks a little bit less weird when they do it with those guys. Because it, it, it doesn't look like we're going from, oh, this is comic Luke Skywalker to... Ah, this is Mark Hamill's face. Right. <laughs> right. And I think, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I prefer when it looks more comic booky. Like, Absolutely. I don't need it to look like Mark Hamill. Absolutely. Okay, so, but nonetheless, I honestly enjoyed this comic. Absolutely. It was fun. It was actually scary. Like, you're totally right. It's totally a horror comic. <laughs> it, like, it, it's... I like it because there's not a ton of horror in Star... Right? There, there's only, like three or four things I can think of off the top of my head that are, like, great for Star Wars horror. 
this now gets to be one of them, right? This is like the third or fourth one. This is not in any particular order. This is just in the order I discovered them. The first was Knights <laughs> of the Old Republic with the Rat Ghouls, which is basically Ooh. like Star Wars zombies almost. They're these like horrible, pasty, white mutant creatures that lived in the undercity of basically ghetto Coruscant. Whoa. Okay. And if they bite you, you turn into one. Of course. And there is no cure. It's a zombie. Kind of, except they're not, like, like they're smarter than a zombie, and they aren't dead. Okay. Like, they are a living creature. It's just... Okay. Right? But, like, zombie's the closest you get to it. Then there's the actual zombie one, the actual zombie book, Death Troopers, which is, hey, the Imperials have made uh, zombies, and Han Solo's trapped on the prison ship where they're experimenting with it. Mm. Oh, whoa. That, okay. It's... It's not a comic, but that's a great one. Like, that's a really nice one-off novel to read. It's like, oh, wow. Um, but so you read the Star Wars novels, too. You're really in the trenches oh, when it comes to Star Wars. I have been devouring Star Wars content my entire <laughs> life. My entire life. Oh, my gosh. Life. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. There's a lot. Like, just being in this comic world, I've met a lot of more I should say I've met more devoted Star Wars fans than like anywhere else. Because there's a lot of awesome stuff in the comics. Like there's so much fun yeah. stuff in there. Um, just just uh, like just throwing out a recommendation. If you Please. guys haven't read the um the Cade Skywalker series, oh that's amazing. Cade C A D E. Yeah C A D E. So it nice. it's set years and years after Luke Skywalker's dead um after the 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 republic's been built all that stuff and Kate is his long lost uh junkie descendant oh interesting see okay that's the thing with star he, wars too it's like when people that are new they're like where do i even start but like also people that are old you're like give me some new shit and then you get this and you're like whoa oh it's great <laughs> right? Cade does drugs to keep judgmental luke Force Ghost Luke off his back. Whoa. It's, See, it's what? so great. I love it. There are like no bounds to Star Wars. No bounds. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of no bounds. Um, yeah. One thing I really liked about uh, this book was the artists did a great job across all three, across all the books of, of some nice background atmosphere that really helped drive home the horror theme. Even just the first yeah. planet, right? The the first panel, right? This this. Horrocks 3, which is just some rebel outpost. Mm -hmm. But they did a great job, because it's, it's a weird, creepy green background with a lot of dull, muted colors. It feels like something out of a... Like you'd get out of like a... um. My goodness, I can't think of it. Come on. Guy who does all the is horror. Like... Cthulhu, yeah, Photogen, Stephen King. Cthulhu. Stephen King. Oh, C Cthulhu. Yeah. Cthulhu? Yeah, yeah Cthulhu. Like I was just trying to remember the author's name. Oh, Lovecraft. Yeah, Lovecraft. There we go. It it, it okay. feels like you'd get like like a Lovecraft description almost. You know what I mean with the the pale yeah. green mist curling up in a sky with two moons. Mm -hmm. I read this on my iPad, so it had like that glow behind oh, it. Oh, that would so make it, was, it like, so much better. Super, super eerie. So before we jump in, because I want to jump in head first, because this is a fun one, I'm going to uh, throw down the summary, and then maybe we can talk about the writers and the... the yes. I want to oh, say illustrators, but here we say artists. Yeah. Sorry okay. about that. No worries. No, oh, my gosh. No problem. I, I'm glad that you're excited about it. I am too. 
All right, so a rebel pilot and a rogue archaeologist delve into the darkest shadows of the galaxy side by side as Luke Skywalker reluctantly teams up with Dr. Afra. The not-so-good doctor will make Luke an offer he cannot afford to pass up, one that leads him to a very rare gathering at the heart of the infamous Screaming Citadel. Will Luke find what he's looking for? Can Afra be trusted, or will they both wind up victims of the Citadel's queen? And as this unlikely duo steps right into the lair of one of the most powerful, reclusive, and dangerous women in the galaxy, can Han and Leia be far behind them? So this is Star Wars' The Screaming Citadel, and it is written by Kieran Gillen and um, and also Jason Aaron, who I actually really do like Jason Aaron. He wrote a lot of Avenger- Avengers comics that I enjoy. Um, and it is illustrated by Salvador LaCora and Andrea Bacardo. I apologize. And um, Marvel 2017. So what what do you know about Kieran Gillen? I know a little bit about him. You probably know more. So um, I don't know a lot about him because Josh is really the big comic guy in the family. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But so what I know about him is uh, the first I really heard about him was he did a, a lot of work for Warhammer Monthly because I'm a big Warhammer guy. Um, <laughs> nice. nice. I love that, that little tie in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but so he's he did a lot. He's done a lot of relatively well-known stuff. He actually got his start writing a comic strip for the PlayStation official magazine, I found out. Oh, so you're you're like okay, two things you love about him so far. <laughs> yeah, I was like, eh. Um, the the first real big thing he did, it looked like it was something uh, for Image Comics. He worked on it with, uh, it looks like he worked on it with Warren Ellis, Immaterial Girl. Immaterial Girl, I have not heard of that one. I know he did Wicked and Divine, which we have reviewed on here. I was not a fan of. And then day one of horror comics, we did Die, which you might actually like. It's like a comic role playing game. Ooh. Uh, yeah, like. Oh my gosh, day one was so long ago. Um, it was like a role playing game, and they dive into the actual game, and they start like it's it's like treacherous. It's horrific what happens to them. Beautiful, beautiful story. There's the thing about Kieran Gillen, and I'll say it to him blue in the face. And I hope I get him on OCD someday. <laughs> yeah, I I hope I get him here someday because I want to talk to him. Be like, look, let's talk. I like where he's going. I like his ideas a lot. I think he's got some good ideas. However, his writing, I'm like, dude, that was freaking left field. Why are you bringing it in from left field? So, but I am glad that Jason Aaron, I feel like he reeled him in because I actually do like Jason Aaron's writing. I don't know. Have you heard from of Jason Aaron before? I have actually. W- one thing that oh. I actually found interesting was both of them have, have at both points, both these guys, they've written X-Men, they've written Thor, they've written oh, Avengers. Shit. So I, they didn't work on anything together. Before this, as far as I know, I'm sure there might be something, but but they wrote a lot of the same stuff. So I'm I mm. wonder if that's how they got you know working on this together, right? Oh yeah, like they met through working on other things, and they're like, hey, let's make a Star Wars comic together. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, right on. So yeah. I'm gonna say that you know I think I yeah. think everyone knows Aaron's name a lot more now because of Love and Thunder, right? Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because cause he, was, he was the gentleman who originally wrote the Thor storyline with Jane Foster getting the mantle of Thor. Wait, what? At the... Okay, wait, explain. That's crazy. I didn't know he was the guy. I That's probably... Oh, okay, sorry. So many thoughts. Go. <laughs> as far as I know, he's the guy who wrote it. Like, that. 
That's the big thing that he's done. I shouldn't say that, right? Because there's all kinds of things that these guys have done that's big, but, like, that's the big one, right? Because it's it's been adapted into a movie now. Yeah. Yes. I can't wait for that movie. Are you looking forward to that movie? I mean, I liked all of the Thor stuff. I I like that we're keeping kind of more of the humor vibe in this one. Like, I really like that about the last one. I like that about the upcoming one. I hope that one comes out sometime soon. But who knows when it's going to end up because now everything, you know, everything's just getting delayed, 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 which, you know, I'm glad that things like Wonder Woman and and Black Widow have been delayed because I want those things. I want those things to have wildly successful theatrical releases. Right. I don't want it to get Mulan, although, to be fair, Mulan was a piece of shit. What? Oh, my God. Feelings. That's a whole other podcast. I, but like, look, I'm sorry. I, I I'm sorry. Mulan, I'm just angry at Disney. I'm angry at Disney for charging Damn, 30 bucks on their streaming whoa, service. Blow. We just lost some listeners. Uh, Thanks a lot, dude. You know no, what? I'm, I'm sorry. Everybody come back. Come back. Everybody come back. <laughs> come back. We're, we're here to talk about Star Wars. Not, Star not Wars, Disney Star horribly Wars. ruining our childhoods. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> um... Oh, man. Well, okay. So let's jump into this comic. Um, I have feelings about you not liking Mulan, but we'll let that go. I, I've known you for a total of 20 minutes now. It's all good. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. So you mentioned it before. We start at the Rebels secret outpost on Horrocks 3, deep in the Outer Rim. And who? what's going on here? Who do you see? Who do we see? Okay, so it starts with Luke, and in the first four panels... Luke causes a bar fight. Yes, we gotta talk Has about. He ever caused a... Someone's gotta talk to Luke about causing bar fights. This is. Does he... I was just gonna say, did he? He did that in three, right? Yeah, he he yeah he does it in he does it in A New Hope. He does it yeah. here, and and there are plenty of times in comics when Luke has either been in or instigated bar fights. It's like <laughs> it's like kind of like an EU tradition is Luke Skywalker starting a bar brawl. So. Glad Amazing. we kept it. And it's, yeah, it, and it's in a non-human bar, which that's what they called, but it's like, I didn't realize they were speciest. Yeah, that's in, a, uh, that's a yeah. big thing in like earlier versions of the EU, because the Empire, uh, surprise, the Big Bad Empire was super racist. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> even I got that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a whole, that was a whole thing there is basically the Empire had a bunch of humanity first policies which naturally pissed off all of the not-humans. So there's a lot of bad feeling going around during this yeah. whole The Empire's Running the Show theme. Oof. Oof. Um, yeah, the the Empire, they don't make, like, a big appearance. Like, which I only, liked. Like, yeah, okay, okay, and why did you like that? Uh, because this story doesn't need the Empire, right? It, this story doesn't need the Empire to tell itself, So and they didn't get shoehorned in, and I appreciate that. Okay. Because there's so much. So it's like too predictable, you think? Yeah, because I'm like, there's so much other stuff we can do outside of the Empire. Because some of the best Star Wars stories have nothing to do with the Empire. Like, Nice Old Republic is set 2,000 years before any of this stuff happens. Any of it. Sure. It's a great story. Sure. Um, or, uh, just, like, I love stuff that, like, delves deep into, like, the Sith without delving into the Empire. Okay. Which this does. Um, okay. That's that's interesting. So, okay, so, I, like, I don't know too much about the Sith other than, like, the most recent Star Wars movies, because that's when I feel like I got an education on it mm-hmm. 
for real. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel the same, but that's when I was like, oh, I get it now. No, that's you know? that's absolutely where some good stuff comes in. Um, yeah. A fantastic series of novels is Darth Bane, the guy who... Cre- Darth Bane? Yeah, Darth Bane. He creates the rule of... It's called the Rule of Two, and that's what that's what the Sith follow up until um, Sidious kills all the Jedi. Whoa. Because okay. Dar- Darth Bane basically goes... The dark side is most powerful when there are, like, a handful of people using it. And there should be two Sith at any given time. One master, mm. one apprentice. Like the Jedi. Well, sometimes. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, like two. Period. Not not like a pa- oh. not like a bunch of pairs. Just two of them. Oh, at all. Like, at all. Yes. To go oh. way under the radar. So the Jedi Whoa. can't find them. And the idea is that every successive generation will get better and better because Sith Master trains Apprentice until there's nothing left to teach. Apprentice then must kill Master. Now, you've got a bigger, badder Sith who knows everything the last guy knew, and he's going to yeah. go find his or her new Apprentice, and the cycle's going to repeat. Whoa, that's rude. Yes. You just <laughs> you joined to die. Woof. Oh, but Goodness I love gracious. it. It's great I stuff. love this. I'm getting some Star Wars education in here. That's good. Uh, okay, so Doc Afra, she comes in and she basically, well, her Wookiee saves Luke. Yes. Here. Yeah. And he's, he's yeah. So then, sorry, I wrote my notes in opposite order. She she hurts everyone and then she goes, yo, she kind of like slides over. She's like, yo, Luke, uh, I got this thing. What's this artifact? This artifact of the ancient force or something, right? It's supposedly a, a sentient Jedi master, like like a crystal that's got a sentient Jedi left in it, which is, I, I think it's a little strange they didn't just roll with a holocron, um, because mm. they they had they have something set up before. It's called a holocron. It's something that only forces you can activate by using the foot, right? Like you have to use the force to turn it on. And it's it's basically like an AI made with the Force that knows oh. whatever the guy who makes it chooses to put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and both the Sith and the Jedi made them all the time, and it was just as a right. It's just a just a, a repository of knowledge there for whoever finds it. Oh, okay. And where do we see that? Is that in the movies at all, or is that in like novels? It's not in the movies. It's something they put into the expanded universe. Because basically, the holocron was invented because, oh shit, we've killed all the Jedi. We need a way for Luke Skywalker to learn how to be a Jedi when all of the Jedi are actually dead. Right, 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 right. And so, um, there's this, to make a long, very long story short, there's a, a Jedi historian by the name of Tion? I forget how to say her name. But she becomes a very important character for a very long time because she's a historian who spent all of her life studying the Jedi, trying to find out stuff about them, and she kind of helps guide Luke along, and she's trying to help him find these holocrons so that he can try mm-hmm. to learn how to be a Jedi with Ben and Yoda dead. Wow. But so it's... It's like... Oh my gosh. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but so it's just... <laughs> I'm it was just a little downloading. strange to me that they didn't go with that. Um, mm. Well, Doc Afra, she is a doctor through archaeology... Um, you'll learn that. Yeah, they do. They do mention that she's an archaeologist. Yeah. So she always, the thing about Doc Afro, which I'm sure you're, you probably caught on with from this comic is that she's very untrustworthy. Mm -hmm. Like the way she got her, she's not actually a doctorate. She kind of like cheated her way into it kind of thing. 
I mean, I'm okay with um, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she got the PhD, man. It's all that matters. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you know, people like Harley Quinn, and she's definitely not a doctor anymore. Harley Quinn? You I, want to talk to me about Harley Quinn? Let's I was going to say, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure her medical credentials were stripped very quickly. Yeah, they're like... They're like, I'm just going to take that. (laughs) Nope. Nope. So Luke thinks that Doc Aphra is evil for working for Vader, which I can't remember what she did for Vader. That must have been a volume past what I read. Um, But she's like, look, it's cool. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm not evil. We're not all evil, Um, which is interesting. And I was like, I'm going to need more explanation. I don't know if I like agree with you (laughs) which that you're not evil (laughs) it's interesting to me because there's been a lot in the expanded universe there's been lots and lots of characters who did a great job of the whole morally gray thing like Mm. the sith that i talked about earlier who wanted to destroy the force there's kyle katarn who in one of the video games there's literally a scene where you can pick dark side powers and he straight up says to his apprentices powers aren't inherently good or evil it's how you use them that matters and i was like True. i love it i love it <laughs> yes stop judging me for wanting force lightning <laughs> what's force lightning uh, it's the thing it's the thing palpatine does oh, oh oh right on yeah who wouldn't want that even as a jedi don't you want that yeah like, <laughs> uh so she has this artifact and she's like look i need you to help me you're a Jedi. And he's like, why do you think I'm a Jedi? She's like, have you seen what you did to the Death Star? And what did she? What did he do to the Death Star? I'm trying to remember from the movies. I've only seen that. Him, that's like, the one. Uh, in this case, I'm pretty sure they're talking about the first Death Star, and they're talking about him shooting a tiny little missile down an exhaust port. I think it. I think I think it was what two meters. I think two meters. I think it was. Mm-hmm. They said. So oh, okay. So he shoots a missile down a two meter hole, basically. Okay, and that, but with his Jedi powers. Well, she's she, yeah. That's that's what Doc Aphra is implying is, uh, no, no, you know, there's like a handful of pilots that could have done it, and a bunch of pilots mm-hmm. that just came off of you know Tatooine, the ass end of the galaxy, who've never flown right. a starfighter before. Uh-huh. You're a Jedi kid. <laughs> you yeah, you count. She's like, look, you you need to come with me. She's got this. Okay, so this artifact is from a Jedi temple. It's the official, the Ordu Aspectu of Jedi of a Jedi named Rur H U. I'm sorry. Wow. I have R U R. I have no idea how to say it. I, I just call them Rur. 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 Yeah, and she's yeah, she's like, look, I'm gonna take you to this girl. Her name is Queen of Kathatarari. The Queen. We're gonna call her Queen. They, boy, they really liked. Like, I know Star Star Wars definitely has a history of putting unpronounceable nonsense in its stuff, right? That's in the entire thing. That's in the entire thing. (laughs) But... There's a lot, yeah. This is some of the worst it's ever been, guys. It's... There's a lot of THs. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, They created their own language, for sure. Uh, Yeah, right? I was gonna say, yep. I was gonna say, we did that for the Mandalorian books. We we did it here. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Uh, okay, so then she's like, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swap the queen, the queenie lady. She does this thing once a year where she swaps interesting organic life, which would be you, Luke Skywalker, the Jedi, for uh, this crystal, and this crystal could get you to a Jedi Master." And Luke's like, "Yeah, that sounds like a good idea." And I'm like, "What are you doing? You don't even know this lady. 
Well, I would say I think what it actually I think it's she swaps like she'll give people like a favor, and they they need her to turn the crystal on. I think it was. That's what it is. You're totally right. Hundred percent right. Yep. It's they the favor. Yeah, she'll turn on the crystal. And so then we get to the the citadel of Kutharari. Which, by the way, which, I want to take a, a second. Wonderful splash page. Just a wonderful splash page. What are you seeing? What are you seeing, Zach? I would say, you know, we they talk about this citadel, and it, you know, we've got a, a real nice rainy shot. We've got this massive, weird spire. It looks, you know, it's got prongs sticking up all over it. It's it's hitting it's hitting all the evil check marks. Except for like made out of black, <laughs> some kind of black material, right? We got spikes. We got like weird environment. Nobody. It's just like it's we, sad we got looking, red but lights. also like whoa. Yeah, we got red lights. We got red up in here. We know it's bad already. And looks like okay. This sounds like a good idea. Nothing could possibly go wrong. What could possibly? Seriously, that's what. Yes, exactly. So. The, the meaning of the word that we're having trouble saying is the military expedient construction of loud, shrill exhalations. So that's where they get the screaming citadel, right? I would say we, and, we've got our, murder, our yeah. friendly little murder droids being like, yeah, let's just call it the screaming citadel. I bet that sounds better, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's easier for our, our readers right now. Yeah, for sure. And then do you want to explain, so they land, and it's like they see these these villagers. What's going on with these villagers? They are, so the first thing Luke says is he's like, they're really thin. Do we have any food? And Afra's like, friggin' bleeding heart, Jedi. Fine, give them some food. And yeah. when we first see these villagers, it's, honestly, I honestly thought we were going in for, like, the zombie thing. They're they're super pale. They're very gaunt. And this is perhaps the most interesting choice. They all have, like, very sunken eyes to go along with the gaunt theme, but none mm-hmm. of them have pupils. I think that's the most interesting thing, right? They didn't draw oh. any of them with pupils. Oh. Oh. So, like, when she... So, like, we learn later that the queen basically... Monster Zinks, their scream. I was like, what is this, Monster Zinks? Yeah. Because she, like, eats their screams for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And so maybe that's, like, part of their soul is the pupils. Good catch. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I just, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But so all of these villagers, yeah. they, they get offered free food and they sprint away. Yeah. They, and then they scurry away. And then we don't really see them until later when she makes them scream. Yeah, again. much later. <laughs> uh, and then, so <laughs> I love that the queen is allergic to Wookiees. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, that's going to be handy later. Thanks. <laughs> it, well, I was like, ah, because I was like, ah, this is a nice way to remove the Trump card from any given situation, yeah. right? Because how many times yeah. does Chewbacca, for instance, pull everyone out of the fire because, hi, I can rip you in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty strong exactly. argument closer. True. True. Exactly. Yeah, these Wookiees, man. Nobody really knows what to do with them, but I don't know. Are you a Wookiee fan? I am. I am. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the way Chewbacca went out in the expanded universe. It took oh a moon to kill him. It took a moon oh to kill gosh. him. Oh, I thought you were talking about, for some reason, I thought you were talking about the part where Ray is, like, trying, with the Force, she's trying to bring in the ship. I, I actually got in, like, mad about that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Why? I got, no, I got oh. mad that they that they, they wimped out on it. 
Oh, like they didn't actually kill him? Yeah, because they didn't come. I was like, oh, cool, great. This is character growth. It, it, it shows us yeah. Ray going towards the dark side. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> he was on the other shit. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> Don't kill Chewbacca, though. He's like the Star Wars dog. I mean, yeah, like, I you, love Chewie. You can't kill the family dog, Zach. <laughs> you can't. I mean, if you're Kylo Ren, you can. <laughs> Stupid Kylo Ren. <laughs> Go away, Kylo Ren. Ugh. Come back so, when you've okay. got a decent haircut. <laughs> hey, man, he had a gray haircut. It, it fit his nose. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, can you explain what's going on at the Rebel Outposts at Horcrux? Hor- I keep wanting to say Horcrux. I know. Harry Potter I know. Fan. I had that Horrux. problem, too. Did you? <laughs> um, Horrux the third. Can you explain what's going on here? So there's uh, someone named... Sana, who I don't know anything Sana, about her. Yeah. I assume she's in some of the other comics. She apparently was a thing with her. Doc Afra at some point, based on the way that the messages and the way the characters talk about it. Um, yeah, I think they're girl girlfriends, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they were girlfriends. But And she's apparently also dated Han Solo at some point, based on the, the friction we've got here. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, <laughs> to be fair, Han Solo does appear to be the master of the awkward breakup. Yeah, he's just like goodbye. He's the he probably if he if he could text he would just ghost all these girls. Absolutely, he does anyway. Absolutely, he just fly, flies away. <laughs> um, that, uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna say just flying off with your ship. That is the intergalactic equivalent of ghosting, I think. That's true. You gotta write that down. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but so sure. it, it opens. You know, we're back on the creepy planet, and uh, Sana is getting a message from Doc Afra. And she's like, I shouldn't even talk to you. I don't know what's going on. And everyone mm-hmm. here is going, where's Luke? And what happened to him? And Luke's <laughs> yeah. discount R2-D2 is is mm-hmm. saying, I can't tell you what's going on. <laughs> so, they, they, you know, there's a there's a clever there's a clever little bit of, of oh, play around the literalism of the droid. Yeah. Oh, he went with Doc Afra. I'm sorry, he what? <laughs> <laughs> as they all ask why Luke was possibly that stupid. Right. And so they all go, we have to go find him. Um, mm-hmm. And then we cut to Luke trying to get into formal wear, which I will say this, I didn't, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about Luke Skywalker in a space tux, but it looks okay. It actually looks pretty good. That, he did look pretty good. That, that is a space tux. It's like a tux with a little bit of flare. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, so they go to, yeah, what's up? I was going to say, honestly, I half expected there to be a cape. I thought they were going kind of hard on the tuxedo. <laughs> they were leaning hard on the tuxedo mask vibe. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was like, oh, come lean on, like a... lean further in. Give me the cape. Don't do the domino <laughs> mask the at the top cape. hat. That's too much, but lean in. Give me the cape. Like a Lando has a cape, right? Like yes. Like a Lando cape? Yes. Lando has the best cape. I'm a huge like fan that. of, like... I'm a huge fan of half capes and shoulder capes, although that's that's entirely due to Assassin's Creed 2 and Ezio. Ooh. Okay, capes. So I'm re-watching season one of Mandalorian mm-hmm. because uh, by this point I've already watched season two of Mandalorian probably. Oh, but, uh, can't wait. Right? Can't wait. Uh, he has a cape. Why does Mandalorian have a cape? Is that a whole other podcast? Am I crazy? Why does he have a cape? Lots of them just have, noticed it this round. Lots of them have capes. They usually use it to hide the jetpack. <laughs> Please ignore the giant lump on my back. I'm Hunchback's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, honestly, there's nothing in it about. There's nothing in it in the Mandalorian code about wearing capes. I just. 
I feel like when you become a Mandalorian, you get that armor and you immediately acquire some sense of style, right? Because that armor's baller. Yeah. Just, Wait, say it again? The armor's baller, right? Like, all Mandalorian oh, yeah, armor is just sure. awesome. So I feel like just putting it on, you're like, I gotta... I feel like I know how to make this look cooler. I can't dress myself anywhere else, but I definitely know how to make this look cooler. <laughs> All right, fine. So the cape equals cool. Got it. Cape equals fashion. Got it. Yeah. So they go to this party. It's Doc Afra and Luke's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this. Uh, this is, it starts to seem like a bad idea. And this Doc is, Afra's like, This eh, is the first place fine. where I'm like, weird faces. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of like, like Star Wars movie famous aliens here. Like I, I'm like, yeah, I recognize a lot of these faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then we get the first look of the queen, and let me just say, the queen looks good. She looks so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got like the red and black dress. Like her eyes look so good. They do a lot of close ups on her face. Oh, it just looks. She looks stellar in this comic. Yeah. So, they do a great job of introducing the principal villain, right? Everything about it, right? You immediately get the vibe they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, even if her two sidekick, whatever her female, like, lieutenant, I guess, yeah. is. I put goon, seems, but yeah. <laughs> just seems weird. Yeah. She, she's, she's got a thing for black latex and she wears a bandana over her eyes. It's, yeah, eh, whatever. It's, a little weird. She doesn't need her And eyes. then there's a guy who, who I... I just, every time I looked at him, I'm like, oh, that's just Dead Man. Wait, who's Dead Man? Like the hero Dead Man. Who's that? Oh, I don't even know Dead Man. Okay. I thought you said Deadpool uh, He's, for he's a, a ghost from uh, DC, actually. Oh, okay. Dead Man. Right on. But like, like pale white flesh, sunken face, red liner around the eyes, whites of his eyes. It's, I was just like, oh, that. That seems dangerous and close to copyright infringement, <laughs> but we'll just move right along <laughs> as we move into all of the people showing off their weird, interesting forms of organic life. Yeah. Um, this was cool, where they're like, so I can't remember exactly what people were offering, but they were offering, like, really cool things, and the goon guy was like, she'll she'll think about it, and then, the other, then sometimes he'd be like, no, absolutely not, and then some things were like he was like you're you're disrespecting the queen it's like a jar of like fireflies or something weird yeah it's like hey uh if you're gonna waste your time she will just kill you yeah i was like okay okay casual murder very in line for bad guys in star wars yeah yes casual murder cash murder you know it's a tuesday it's cool it's tuesday it's a star wars yeah, and then she gets a taste of Luke because some stuff goes down. There's, like, a fight or something, and he's, like, he uses the Force, and she's, like, all right, everybody out. That's the only person that I want. That's it. I only want Luke. Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Swoop. Uh, yeah. It wasn't, And it wasn't until he showed his powers that she was interested. Mm-hmm. Right, because she was like, uh, why would you insult me? I don't want this guy. And he and Doc Afra's like, no, 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 no. Like, look, look, he's got powers. <laughs> no, really, he's got powers. Luke. Luke. And then nothing happens until Luke gets into a fight, which... Just something that, that I noticed here. Yeah. I really... I didn't know how much I was going to like the back and forth mm. between Luke and Afra, but I feel like this is some of the strongest writing is the back and forth between just Luke and Afra. Oh. It feels kind of, it, it feels 
natural in in the you know the 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 jaded untrustworthy world weary rogue paired up with the naive young good person right who, yeah. who they are doesn't matter gender doesn't matter right it's it's a very classic setup and i when it's executed well it comes off as charming and enjoyable and i think they nail it here that's a that's a fantastic point zach like it is like the like the audience is like, no, Luke, no. And then Doc Afra's like pulling the wool over his eyes, but he's still a young Luke here. Like we can't forget that. He's he's barely a Jedi. He just met Yoda like yesterday, maybe, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's he's definitely still like the farm boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she keeps saying that too. And he's like, will you just shut the fuck up about that? Like I'm not like a farm boy. My family all died, okay? Can we not bring that up anymore? Oh, oh, I remember. Oh, that was great. Gut punch, right? She's like talking down to him and he's like, yeah, the Empire killed my family too. Yeah. You know, she, killed them all in yeah. front of me. Oh, whoops. She's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Whoops. And then so we're jumping back and forth from this citadel and Horrocks, not Horcrooks, Horrocks, <laughs> the, the third three. Um, and Sana, this is when we first I'm like, oh, Leia's in this. Awesome. Uh, and Sana tells Leia and Han about the Queen Day that happens once a year, this Queen thing, what's going on. And then Han is like. How do you know about this? What's your relation to Afra? Because she doesn't seem like a cool gal anyway. And she's like, blah, 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 don't worry about it. And then they bust out of there and they go save Luke. Or they tried to. And then shit goes down. Lots of shit goes down. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, stuff starts kicking off. The, the, the queen's like, okay, you guys, we're done for the night. I'll see you all for breakfast in the morning. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, oh my gosh, do you want to explain this breakfast? This is the breakfast death, right? <laughs> so in order in order for them to get their deal, mm-hmm. she's like, I want to see this Jedi powers. I want to see the Jedi-ness. Yeah, yeah. And she, so she's like, it's real easy. Just, you know, remove the surfer lid? I, I don't know. Like I'm sure there's like yeah. a fancy term for whatever that lid is yeah, yeah, that yeah. goes on the platter. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. She's like, just take the, just take the lid off the platter with the force. Yeah. And he's trying, he's trying, he can't. He gets threatened with death. Oh no, I'm scared. Emotions, force. Mm-hmm. Off it comes. Right. And then there's some kind of Afra's... So we see, just before this happens, Afra seems like she's getting a little suspicious. She puts something, mm-hmm. something, we don't know what, on the bottom of the table. Oh, I didn't catch that. Afra does? Oh, yeah, it's a little little green dot thing. Little green. Maybe it's like a beacon? Is it like a beacon for uh... No, no, it's definitely the bomb that she detonates. It's definitely the oh, bomb that she sets right. off. Oh, that's right. That detonates like later later on, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like we see her putting it under the table um and apparently there's some kind of horrible uh brain controlling parasite for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you do. Right. I mean, I had a parasite this well, I don't want to say that. What am I saying? I was going to say I had one this morning. I I retract <laughs> that joke. That's not funny. Uh not in these times anyway. Uh yeah, yeah he removes the lid cuz he's got a knife to his throat like you were saying, a threat of death. And it's these weird like creatures symbiote things that will Do you want to explain what happens if they attach themselves to you? Yeah, so if if they get on you, they take full control of your nervous system and you're part of some hive mind. Yeah. And Afra seems super worried about this. She's like, no, these things are horrible. These things are terrifying. Not even the Empire is willing to mess with this. Like, the Empire's like, we're not, no, this is too, we're not going to try to weaponize that. Yeah. 
down that road leads zombie play. Yeah. <laughs> just not. Don't do it. Let's get it. And then she's like, Afra's like, oh, maybe this was a bad idea. Maybe we should get out of here now. We should go. We should go. You know, I'm good. I'm not hungry anymore. I think I'm going to go. And she calls for triple zero, which is like, what did you say about R2? Like the discount version? Discount R2. Discount R2. This one's the discount C3PO for sure. Kind of rude. Um, and he's, she's like, yo, get us the fuck out of here. We're busy. Call back later. Yeah. Literally. It's basically what he says. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then Han kind of, he he puts Aphra's ship. He, they get there finally. Han, Leia, and them, they get there. So this is all kind of happening at once. This is when stuff kind of goes down. So there's like three things happening at once. So forgive us. We're going to jump around a little bit here. So Sana comes in. She tries to blast Aphra because she's kind of threatened for a sec. Um, and then Luke is like, no, and dodges it with the lightsaber. And Leia's like, what the fuck, Luke? Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're being a child. She's evil. She, <laughs> she's evil. Hello. Yeah. She's practically wearing a big neon sign that says, I am not trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> but Luke's like, no, no, I have to keep her safe. And this is actually something just real quick. Yeah. Right. It, one of the things I liked about this is this is. A lot of some of my favorite stories in the expanded Star Wars universe have to deal with Luke trying to find uh, a way to learn more about the Jedi. Some of the best stories happen with Luke is going to go into a morally questionable situation right. to try and learn more about the Jedi. Or he's going to work with someone who he might otherwise disagree with to learn more. And this is this is a great example of that, of Luke being like, listen. I'm not stupid, okay? I'm not a stupid farm boy. I get she's bad, but I need her, so please don't shoot her, guys. Yeah, and he starts defending her. He's like, she's nice, okay? Like, she's not that bad. Like, she's kind of nice. Honestly, I'm like, I, I was a little bit like, Luke, quit simping, okay? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're already trying to date your sister. Don't make things even weirder, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't even, I'm still upset about that. When I first saw that, I was like, what? <laughs> but I had seen it so late in life. Everybody's like, no, no, it's fine that they made out, though. Like, we, we're over it. <laughs> we're all over well, it. Well, I was going to say, because we, we've all had years to come to terms with them making out, and yeah, uh, yeah. you you definitely not. Yeah. I was, like, disturbed. Uh, and then so the queen eventually finds them and this is after like a bunch of just if you could just imagine running around fighting yeah running around (laughs) fighting for pages and pages beautiful fighting we got some lightsabers well we got one i don't think leah does i don't think she has her lightsaber um not yet not yet and then the queen finds them and she kind of hypnotizes luke to kneel and then Afra has these like polarizing goggles or something where she yeah, they don't explain this. I think this is one of the things you I think you were talking about with uh, Gillen from Left Field. Just suddenly she has hypnosis. Yeah. And she just she's like kneel. Yeah. Down they go. I'm like what what huh? <laughs> what is that part of her thing? Like yeah. And then doc- we didn't yeah we didn't see this explained at all ever ever just a and little Afra's bit? just like I have polarized goggles. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> middle finger, middle finger. <laughs> Doesn't work. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, um, and then triple zero. Then she gets Han with it. Yeah. Then she, yes. And then she gets Han with it later. Oh, this oh, is just right. madness. So everybody, please forgive us on this. There's a lot going on. It's really fun. You flip through it. You're like, woo. 
There's like there's like um like at one point triple zero chainsaws into the Wookiee's brain. Like literally just mm-hmm. goes can you can you explain this part? Because this part was really fun for me. I like this one because so so there's this horrible brain altering parasite and we find out that the reason there are no Wookiees allowed is because something about this parasite being in a Wookiee is bad. Right. They don't tell us how or why. They're just like, don't let this happen. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't let the parasite near the Wookiee. No Wookiees. I'm allergic. <laughs> allergic as like as in like my little creatures will go into them and then and then I die. <laughs> it's almost. And then and then. So the, 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 the droid is like, ah, we have to, the only way out of this is we need, we need a roided out rookie. Wookie yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. And so he performs emergency surgery yeah. <laughs> with a buzzsaw and, and puts this parasite just, they don't show it, but the implication is he just opens the cranium and just goes, just pops it off, puts the parasite on the brain, pops it back calls it a day yes literally as horrific as it sounds he just like buzzes off his skull yeah bug and then the wookie goes crazy super nuts oh my gosh no he they're like yay we can use it as a weapon yay he's killing all the guards and then he turns around and he sees all them and and they're like um is the wookie about to attack us now and it's like yeah because you can't explain to a crazy wookie who his friends are he's just gonna attack whatever he sees right in front of him (laughs) Yeah, I, I do like that they're like, point Wookiee, run away. Yeah, yeah. Over here, go that way. <laughs> so uh, the, yeah. the Wookiee's going on a rampage, and that's how they're just kind of smashing through things. And <clears throat> Han's been, been fitted with this parasite. Yeah. So he's now working for the Queen, um, because the, the Wookiee kills one of... Uh, I guess, like, the head guard, I guess he is? Yeah, basically. Yeah, he's, like, this weird... He looks like Zerg from Toy Story. Yeah, well, like, all the guards do. They've got this weird, like, Zerg thing going on. It's... Yeah. Eh, It's like a cross over their face, but it's, like, this red glowy cross. But, like, Zerg... I didn't even think about Zerg until you said... Although, Although some of the shots... It's like a weird cross between Zerg and Black Manta. What's Black... Oh, I don't know Black Manta. Okay. The big old uh, Aquaman, the big old black man, the the, oh the dude gosh. with the big old diving suit helmet. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so it's like, is there, there's there's pure chaos. And then, yeah, like Zach mentioned, it's Afra basically sold Luke out to the queen. She's like, yo, can you fix this crystal or not? Because I got to, I got to, I got to go. I got to bounce. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> He's got this gas mask. And then the queen starts like eating him out of a, like his soul out of a straw or something. And then... She infects Han with the symbiote creature thing, and then Han turns into this crazy guy, and everybody's like, so if you if you have this symbiote, like, creature thing on you, or in you, or around you, or whatever, you hail to the queen. You're like, that's that's your bitch. Yep. Yeah. Or or you're her bitch, anyway. Then Han starts, like, destroying um, all of... He tries to destroy Leia and the gang, and then after like, like, Han, no! Yeah, wait, you love us, though. And Santa's like, yo. And Han's like, no, I love the queen, baby. Yeah, that's my queen. And and, and Leia's like, but I'm your queen. Um, <laughs> and then Afra starts to, like, bounce, and then the crystal talks to her. What does the this crystal's crystal say? Like, yeah. Ah, the, the crystal's like, Hey, hey, I'm awake, and I know that you're full of regret. She's like, you don't know me, you stupid glowing rock. And the <laughs> glowing rock is like, yeah, I don't, 
but I can feel that you're, I can sense that you're filled with regret. Cause one of the, there's, there's a, there's a, like a, I guess it's a character growth moment where, cause so, so we find out that Afra, her family was killed by the empire and that's why she's such a bitter, jaded, cynical person. Yeah. And she basically says to Luke, Oh, you're, you're Mr. J- Fancy Jedi. What bad thing has ever happened to you? Well, my family got murdered by the empire. Yeah. So that was a thing. Yeah, and she's like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. I, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so we have this whole thing where, where, right here, sh- she basically is like, I can't. Oh, I've betrayed thousands of people, but something about betraying this nice little farm boy just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And the crystal's like, yeah, it doesn't feel right because you feel bad because he makes you feel bad because you're like, I oh the entire justification i've used for being an asshole my entire life he has the same backstory but he's not an asshole yeah what do i do yeah i I this is a character conflict yeah i like that though where she's like no don't leave you're filled with regret whatever's in this crystal Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah exactly it's it's so complicated um and then we jump over to santa and she talks to afra's droids and which is like the discounted uh r2 and c3po and she's like look Help except me. with missiles. Ex- I gotta give him that. Oh my gosh. B T B E E T E E B T. He has like six guns. Like <laughs> got... <laughs> he looks good. He's equipped. Yes. Yeah. He's like she's like, help me save my friends, I'll help you kill yours or something, whatever. And she's he's like, Yeah, because yeah. I guess the droids want to kill Afra. I'm not we're yeah. never super clear on why they're hanging out with her or what's going on. Which I assume is something that gets covered in her comic. Yeah, like I, I assume that's just part of like an established dynamic or something. She's just kind of a dick, and she owes them a lot of money. I think. No, and that's the Wookie. She owes the Wookie money. The Wookie money. Okay, or maybe she. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't owe a droid money. I don't know, but they're like, they're all just kind of like a band of dicks. Like they're just rude, and they just don't really like each other, but they hang out because they can help each other out. It's a weird. Uh, imagine dynamic. the most dysfunctional D and D party. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is. Yeah. You're like, wait, but I thought they were your friend. And then they they chopped in the Wookiee skull at that one point. And she's like, gosh, there's just like, Wah. it's a mess. It's a mess. It's, it's, yeah. And then, okay. So then Luke tries to escape, but the queen like disintegrates him to like pixels. And then Afra comes back. And then Afra's like, okay, this is the big moment. This is another like plot moment. This is when Afra's like, yo queen you can't fool me the jedi force is stronger than you but you're acting like it's not and luke all of a sudden goes bow before your king and he's oh, got like it's a cool moment yeah like, they, so, so they put the parasite in luke yes yes because she wants to feed off luke's like force energy i guess that's that's a really common thing that happens people wanting to eat luke skywalker's force energy (laughs) honestly at this point in the expanded universe i'm gonna be honest she's getting like sloppy 23rds or something (laughs) she could really do better yeah just let that yeah don't just don't worry about this jedi yeah exactly but she doesn't know that she's like "Ooh, this is new shiny treasure to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm gonna go for this one um and luke's like i am your king you are my queen and the queen's like no you're not and then something happens where i didn't quite catch it was a it was a curing gillen moment where i'm like wait what and the queen is like preoccupied and then all of her goons they're like the symbiotes lose their like energy charge or something and nobody she's not in charge of anyone anymore and then like han snaps out of it 
her goons so, snap so, out of it. So this 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 whole thing, like this is a, a super common I, I think the reason you don't know what's going on here is because this is like a relatively common Star Wars trope mm. where um like keeping mental control over people requires a lot of concentration. And oh. she's basically engaged in like a mind duel oh, with Luke for who's going to run the hive, and they're both focusing so hard on who's running the hive that like the lower ranked people are like, not only can I control myself, I still have control over everybody underneath me. Yes. And then, yeah, that's why they keep saying, too. They're like, oh, nobody is above me. Now everybody's underneath me. And then Han's like, okay, uh, this is bad. Uh, Leia's in danger. Uh, my crew's in danger. What's happening? And he, like, snaps out of his, like, like uh, what do you call it, hypnotism or whatever. And yeah, then, whatever it is. Yeah, and then the Luke and the Queen, they go into this, like, meditation and their, and their symbiote alien creature things, like, fight each other. In their minds. Mentally, I'm we're, we're never clear on that, but it's some kind of mind duel, which I did yeah. want us to take. I did want to hop back for one sec, please. Just another. There's a lot of like splash pages in here where I'm just like, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. The, um, this one, the one where it's it's oh, them. Oh yeah, it's Luke and the Queen. It's and... it's just a full page of Luke and the Queen like squaring off, and there's like uh, tendrils of darkness and red. I don't know confetti. Yeah. It looks like confetti. I'm not sure what else to call it, but it's like red <laughs> confetti. But like the whole page is just, it's so beautifully drawn and it's like shit's about to go down. Yeah. It kind of looks like Alice in Wonderland, like Queen of Hearts moment. Yeah. Right? Look like they're, it's just a really, yeah, they do take these moments where they make the reader slow down with these big pages of art. You're like, whoa, this is gorgeous. And that's the thing about comics is they, they, I feel like the writers and the artists, they tell you when to slow down and when to speed up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When there's mm -hmm. a lot going on at once, you're like, whoa, 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 so much fighting. And then there's like these giant pages like you're saying, and you're like, whoa, let me just gander at this for a sec. And you realize the power of both of Luke and the queen here. Like they're so, their powers match, but we know that Luke's going to win because, hello, Luke always wins. Right? Mm -hmm. Until the last, what is it, episode eight or whatever. Um, yeah. Right. Okay, so then the crystal starts talking to Luke, um, and it says to use the implanted symbiote in his brain as a weapon, and then he, like, he up-levels the queen, where he kind of separates himself from the parasite mentally, mm -hmm. and the and then he beheads the queen. Yeah, well, I was going to say, because th there's this whole thing where, where the crystal's like, hey, I will show you how to control the parasite. Uh, you'll have to deal with some mood swings, yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the extra boot, like the forced boost you'll get from using this thing worth it. Trust me. I'm a glowing rock. Yeah. I know what's up. <laughs> and, and the yeah. parasite says to Luke, it's like, dude, I can win. Quit fighting me or you'll be a puppet. It's yeah. like, do you want to be the puppet at the top or do you want to be the puppet underneath the puppet? Right. Is, is basically, as far as I can tell, that's the Parasite's bargaining position. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he ignores all of them, embraces the light side of the Force, kicks their asses, right. um, <clears throat> throws his Parasite out, kills the Queen's Parasite, mm -hmm. um, and he says to the Glowing Rock, he's like, um, no, you don't understand about what, like, you might claim you're a Jedi Master, but you're definitely not, because... Yeah. A Jedi Master wouldn't let the evil parasite control him and make him do the bad things. Yeah. 
And then you're like, wait, what? Because this crystal part, like, okay, so they They, use... They did not have enough time for this crystal. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It's like, I have probably, like, five really good questions about the crystal. Because it's like, wait, where, how, what, when, why, where? And wait, what? Like, it's like a... Like, it's like, okay, we use it as a tool for the plot and it guide us forward. But also, like, now I'm curious about this glowing green crystal. Like, mm-hmm. did that come from another pile of glowing green crystal? Like, wh- why? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I can definitely see what you're talking about with him throwing stuff out of left field. Because all of a sudden, right, we're like, the crystal is a Jedi Master. And then it's like oh, no, it's a bad Jedi Master. It's not really a Jedi, right? Because it's, oh, it doesn't have morals or emotions. And it, somehow for- <laughs> it somehow forgot everything that it's supposed to do as, like, a Jedi Master. Yes, yeah. It, like, yeah, it was out of practice or something, right? <laughs> Oops, I forgot murder bad or something. Or something. Is, is what it comes across as, I guess. Yeah, it just, also, why does it It doesn't make care? a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's, that's Kieran Gillen for you. Um, sorry, Kieran. Let's talk on OCD one day because I have questions. <laughs> I don't mind talking to him. I don't mind telling I... him that I don't like his work, but also I have questions. <laughs> Why can you not? Ju- Do you think you're M. Night Shyamalan? Is this your pen name? Why are you so famous? <laughs> I'm sorry to all those fans out there of him. Good for you. Please be fans of him. That's all good. I'm sure I'm fans of writers that y'all are not fans of. It's all good. I just can't understand his writing sometimes. That's all. Um, so it's okay. And so Han, so so Luke wins this duel, takes out the queen. Luke, I don't know, ejects his parasite for want of a better word. Yep. He, yeah, we never see he, see yep. how he gets it out of himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. So presumably there's still this like dead thing clamped to his brain. Gonna yeah. gonna have to get that removed somehow. Yeah, somehow. But so they've killed the 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 other lieutenants. So Han's like, hey, wait a minute. I'm in charge. Yeah. I run the show. Yeah. He's and yeah. there's a second where he he goes. I can run everything. Yeah. yeah. And then Leia's like Han. Han. Han, do you want to be responsible for an entire planet full of people? Oh, Jesus, no! Thanks, princess! No! (laughs) He's like, I'm not about that. And so he tells all the parasites to hop out of the people, and the people are like, yay, we're free! And they get their pupils back. Yeah, (laughs) congratulations. Oh, that's funny. And they get their pupils back. Everybody's like, hunky-dory, BT burns everything, and they all live... Happily ever after, until in the past, like, two or three pages, I think, there's these two people that are, like, going through the burnt rubble, and it's this guy and this girl, and they find yeah. the dead queen's body, and then what happens to this girl? I, so, something, something, she's now the bad person. Yeah, she is, goes, is what it boils down to. Yeah. This is This is actually another relatively common Star Wars trope of evil forces ghosts for mm-hmm. want of a better word possessing people mm-hmm. um they um they they do it a ton like I, I know the latest you know episode nine palpatine is is his ghost is hopping into clones which oh, that was so disappointing because there's an entire comic that that idea right they stole that entire idea from an expanded universe comic Whoa. but it's done way 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 cooler Ooh. okay 
Um, it's actually hold on, I have it because where where is it? I keep it next to my desk because I love it so much. Um, <laughs> oh damn, where did I leave it? Uh, anyway, but it's it's like um. Is it like is it, is it the Dark Clone Saga? I'm sorry, I have to Google now. It's gonna bother me. <laughs> no it's gonna worries. bother me now. No worries. Um, um, while you Google, let me. I'm gonna finish out. Yeah, this comic. sorry. No, no, no. All good. I'm curious. So, um, the girl, like the symbiote that's by the queen's body, it bites the girl, and she gets these eyes that glow just like the queen, and she says, "We need to leave quickly. Our future is elsewhere." And then it's like, "Wibba." whoa like is there a volume two like is there a continuation did they need that continuation i did like that queen i have questions about the queen so i don't know uh yeah it's like does anything happen with this or Mm -hmm. what or what yeah exactly um so so it's it's dark empire that's Mm. the series i'm thinking of Mm -hmm. and it's it's palpatine's palpatine's uh ghost is possessing clones of him but Luke agrees to go work for Palpatine in order to get close to him. Whoa. So he goes over to the dark side. Well, okay, that needs to be a freaking story point in a movie. Well, or maybe not. I don't know. Like, it, whoa. It, it, ah, it's, it's a fantastic series of comics. First of all, because you get to see what, what uh, young Palpatine looked like, which... Hold on, let me. I found a, a kind of a small one here. Let me let me throw this to you so you can see that. Mm-hmm. So that's apparently what young Palpatine looked like. Let me look. Click, click, click. Oh, <laughs> he's so dapper. What a gentleman. He's got the. Yeah, like... it's like oh, so that's what you look like before you became a wrinkly old man. Yeah, that's like a thousand. How old is Palpatine? Do you think? Um, as far as we know, there's nothing like special about his age. Um. He's just an old man. Mm, okay. Like, you know, just... It, so, I, I guess the implication is that, like... So, so one of the things that's that's big in the EU is using the dark side ravages your body. Mm, interesting. Like, like you pay for all of the... Basically, oh, you pay for the power. I understand. So, he could be, like, 70 years old, but he looks like he's, like, 200. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay. It's that kind of thing. Oof. Goodness gracious. Palpatine, hold back on the evil, bro. I mean, have you seen that wrinkly old face? I don't think he can. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He's, um, he's all up in it. But yeah, so it's it's a really common thing. Like, they've done it for a very long time with uh, Force Ghosts. Generally, nine times out of ten, they're Sith, because Sith are, you know, not really into caring about whether or not you're letting someone ride shotgun in right. your body. They're right. just like, I drive. <laughs> do, do i get a vote no no <laughs> it's a very harry potter moment with the uh with voldemort yeah it's just like i will attach myself to the back of your head professor quarrel yeah oh god that was they did a great job with the cg there and making that creepy as all get out oh my gosh especially for like when did that come out like 2000 2000 yeah that is so good that's a whole nother podcast but yes it is so good yes totally agree um, um... Well, cool, man. Uh, do you have any, like, last-minute things for anybody that's never seen this? Like, do you recommend this? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say give this one a read. It Overall, it's pretty good. It's It seems like it's a nice introduction to Dr. Afra at least. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Yeah. Because you read some of her stuff. Would you, you know, does this seem like a relatively good overview of what you're generally going to get from her stuff? 
yeah, she's going to backstab a few people and get her way. And for some reason, you love her for it sometimes. You're like, oh, but your dad was so mean to you kind of thing. (laughs) Oh, so it's yet another Star Wars female lead with daddy issues. True. Yeah. Wait, does Leia? Oh, yeah, she does. (laughs) I was just going to ask you if Leia has daddy issues. I can't believe I almost said that. Hello. Oh, Oh, trust me. The EU, the EU went hard on the dad. It, it was actually kind of interesting because there's an entire portion of the books where Han's like, I'd like to have kids. And Leia's like, I am not popping the future Darth Vader out of me. <laughs> Good for her. Go, girl, go. However, and, and she does eventually get over it because yeah. she meets with Anakin's ghost. And she's mm. like, okay, you weren't... I... <sighs> Like, you weren't a bad guy to the beginning. Yeah, okay. So, like, you weren't a bad guy to begin with. It's not totally your fault. Any child I have is not destined to become a mass murderer. That's what I needed. Keep him away from the dark side. Hang out with Uncle Luke until Uncle Luke lets you down. Blah, blah, blah. And that, (laughs) oh, man, that, that whole thing. Oh, there's an entire book series where, oops, one of them does become a mass murderer. And their twin has to hunt them down. And Oof. that's a whole book series. Oh, damn! Oh, that's a great book this series. That's a great book series. Wow, I'm impressed that you've actually read the books. I don't think I've ever met anybody that has read the Star Wars books. I, I think that's sad. Like, look, I'll be the first. Right, not all of them are like crazy high reading level. Right. Right. Ultimately, at the end of the day, there's a lot of them that are YA. Okay. Um. But there are definitely some that go beyond YA, and even some of the YA ones get fairly dark. Like, oh yeah. Um, I just think I think there's a lot out there. Like, there's a whole bundle of stuff that's great, and it, I I read the books because I started reading Star Wars books at a time when, so there's a series called the Junior Jedi Knights. Okay. Which is about Han and Leia's three kids. And a couple of kids their age and their adventures as trainee Jedis at Luke's Jedi Academy on Yavin 4. Okay. And those came out in, like, they came out, like, super late 90s, like, 92 to, like, 98. I was born in 94. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, like, I started reading these books with kids about my age. Oh, was this your Harry Potter? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And, right, and then... Exactly like Harry Potter. And then they made more books with these kids getting a little bit older. And it was fun to read because I'm like, oh, these are kids my age and they're doing cool stuff. And I want to be a Jedi, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Looking back, it was was a painfully obvious series of marketing decisions to get their hooks into a small child. And it worked like a charm. And (laughs) I'm not bitter about it because I (laughs) – even though I threw way too much money down that hole. Way too much money. (laughs) Um, That's funny. Well, cool. But as they kept going, that whole thing uh, was just – That's Good marketing. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, it's been it's been uh, it's been a few days since we've had a Star Wars fanatic on here. Um, we did read a Star Wars comic. I think it, yeah, it was on day lucky number thirteen. It was like um, like the horror stories at uh, Darth Vader's castle or something like that. Oh yeah, that that was one of the other ones I suggested. Oh yeah, that's Vader's a... castle because oh, that's yeah. a great one. Oh my gosh, that was that was fun. That was a fun episode too. It was just like campfire stories of of Star Wars. I would say this one's definitely this one's definitely not quite as much horror. It feels kind of like like I'm sure there's a term for it, but it's like heroic horror almost. Okay. Like like okay. you don't think the bat like you don't ever really think 
the good guys are gonna lose right, right. It's, it's not it's not like like one of you like say your lovecraft novels where you're like things are only going to continue going south right. and even if someone does eventually pull us back up the person who does is going to be you know left a dribbling wreck in a mental asylum somewhere right i, I hear you i hear you no this was a great one I would, um, I, I actually enjoy Star Wars comics because I think that they're fun. They're a fun ride every time. I don't mm-hmm. think there's one that I've read that I don't really like, except for Doc Afra. but they have come out with a new Doc Afra. Right now, I've only read the first issue, and it's written by a woman, and I was like, there's Doc Afra. That's how you write her, you know? Is, um, it, is it a little bit more consistent, or is it just... It's it's a little bit better when you know a woman is writing a woman because like, not to say that authors can't write, uh, right? For because women. they absolutely can, right? Yeah. But sometimes, right? Sometimes you read a romance novel and it's really painfully obvious when the woman is writing a guy and has no idea what she's doing. Sure. And sometimes you're reading a uh, reading a story and it's painfully obvious that the guy really doesn't know how to write a girl or a woman or whatever, right? It's just yeah. Well, eh. it's well in Doc Afra Volume One, and not to go too much off of tangent, but like. Doc Afra Volume 1, I just felt like it was just missing so much. It's like Kyrian Gillen, again, say it to a blue in the, I'm blue in the face. All the elements are there. He just doesn't, like, color it in for us sometimes. You're like, gotcha. ooh, this would see, be so beautiful if someone colored it in. And then he tries to color it in, and I'm like, oh, I don't think you're the person to color it in. But he's got, like, really cool concepts. Like, you got to go read Die, and then tell me what you think. Especially because, I mean, if you like D&D stuff, like... It's I don't know if you do, but um, or I do. Role I love D and D. Perfect. Die D I E. Go uh, definitely go uh, watch that, or at least listen to Die. day one of Thirty One Days of Horror to see if you like it. Um, mm-hmm. It's like oh, it's there, but like I'm I'm my heart isn't like I'm missing so much like the goo part of the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the relationships kind of thing. So yes and no to your question um yes of the woman does write doc afra better because i think that women should write girls superheroes because hello guys got to read write guys superheroes um i think it's only fair but like mm-hmm. when it comes to relationships she's just is a better way do, does better with that there's a better reason why doc afra's a dick than kirian gillen's dick doc afra does that make sense at gotcha. all yep <laughs> okay. yep i get what you're saying the- the reason they're uh, they're they're mean is better established in the backstory, and it's not it's not daddy issues. Well, yeah. I mean, it still might be daddy issues, but it's executed. But hey, I would say we're we're gonna make sure that I'm gonna this is absolutely gonna get taken out of context. But daddy issues are fine if they're written well. It's true. Look, I've got daddy issues. I'll say it out loud. It's all good. But like, and, and so I have no problem to say it. Like, I know how they should probably be written because I know how like the woman should probably be affected by it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, and when I read somebody with daddy issues and it's not written correctly, like, I'm like, no, because you've never been in that situation. You don't know. Stop trying to write about it. So, yeah. Or, totally or at least run it by someone who has them. Yeah, and don't be afraid to reach out. There's plenty of women that's got them. Like, just ask. We'll talk. I'm not, I'm not touching that one. No. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> yeah, not you, but you know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> Absolutely. It's, if you're going to write it, write it correctly, because there are, are people out there who have the same exact issues, and if you're not writing it correctly, you're you're giving the wrong advice to those people. And, yeah. And, you know, people read that kind of... People relate to characters because they seek a, a, a form of therapy, a level of therapy when it comes that they're like oh we can relate because we've been through the same things i like her you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i'm sure you relate to characters where you're like oh i get that because i've been through that 
kind of thing. Absolutely. Totally. Like, um, there's one, just real quick, a recommendation. Yeah. If you haven't read Wearing the Cape, no. which is a, a, it's about a female superhero named Hope Corrigan. It's a great thing. Um, great series of books. But um, she has a problem with hospitals because she had cancer when she was young. And wow. so she was frequently in and out of hospitals. Mm-hmm. Because of my brain, right, I wasn't in and out quite as much, but I still don't like hospitals. Oh. So the way that's written, it's like, ah, yeah, she's not, like, afraid of doctors or afraid of the hospital. You just – you want to spend as little time in there as you can because it's it's a place of bad memories. Sure, sure. And you can tell when somebody hasn't been there because they don't write – the, you know – Yeah, exactly. To your point, you can tell when they're like, yeah, that person – that person was in and out of a hospital as a kid. They get why it makes them nervous. They get why they're vaguely uncomfortable around doctors. Sure. Right? Or in your case, right? This isn't how you write, Daddy. Whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know where he's coming from on that, but I'm, <laughs> I feel like every time there's a Kieran Gillen episode, I go off because I'm like, you're not writing it right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway. Uh, maybe he's not going to come on because he's just going to think that you don't like him very much. I want to like him. I want to talk to him. If anybody knows him, please, I will treat him with the highest respect on this show. I just have questions, dude. Like, where are you coming from, man? Like, why are you so popular? I'm sorry. I need to stop talking. But, like, some people, I'm like, <laughs> why are you so popular? You're, I don't get it. But maybe it's, you know, our brain. You complain about me losing you viewers. I'm sorry. Listeners. I know. I know. I should stop. I need to shut up. Um, anyway, uh, respect to all the comic writers out there. Y'all all come from a place, uh, that I do not know about, I'm sure. So it's all good. Um, but anyway, this comic, Screaming Citadel, that is, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very much a Halloween yes. comic. I'm very glad that you picked it. Uh, thank you so much for introducing it to me. <laughs> hey, thanks for letting me come on the show. I had a blast. This is, this has been a great, uh, couple hours. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, where can people find you uh, in cyberspace, your podcast anyway? Uh, so you can find us at SoundCloud uh, slash uh, CCC podcast. Um, we, I think we have social media. I don't. Yeah. You have Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do actually. I think I, we're just CCC podcast on all of those. Um, mm-hmm. Triple C, I know, think. Find yeah. us. Give us a listen. It's it's four nerds who complain about things that bother them and talk about current events. Yeah. Yeah. I love you guys' podcast because you guys talk about the real shit going on in the world. Like, y'all aren't afraid to face it head on. <laughs> I, nothing's going to get better if we don't talk about it and have real, meaningful discussions about it. You know, part of that is sometimes you got to admit when we're not going to talk about something because we aren't qualified to. Or sure. sometimes you got to talk about something because it's got to be talked about even if you aren't necessarily the best people to do it. Yeah, you got to talk it out. And, yeah. And sometimes we just want to talk about how cool it is that there's a 40-foot tall or a, a 60-foot tall functioning Gundam in Japan now. Oh, my gosh. Goodness. Well, go tune into that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Is there any, like, gaming stuff that people can find you on that are you, like, gaming the- out there? Nope, nothing for me. I I I tend to stay low key. The podcast is the most important thing I do. Um, right on, cool man. Yeah, all Thank good. you very much for having us on. Yeah, for sure. This is this this ends uh, the triple C uh, quadruple host gang. 
of uh, this series anyway. So, but I definitely want to have you back. You're super fun to talk to, Zach. Um, so we'll we'll schedule that for the future. Um, all right, Woo! everyone. Woo! That's right. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for day 27 of 31 Days of Horror. Say bye, Zach. Goodbye, mortals. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast 31 Days of Horror. If you like what you're hearing, please follow OCD on any of your favorite podcatchers. Take it a step further and leave a five-star Apple Podcast review. <laughs> that really helps me out. Thank you. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast or Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast. Tune in tomorrow as I review another horror Halloween comic. <laughs> Trick or treat. I'm Ghost Hostess Mandy. And I'm Master of Ceremonies Rudy. And we are the Ghoulmates. Do you like Halloween candy? What about spooky movies and a good jump scare? Ooh. Check out the Ghoulmates Halloween podcast where we keep the spirit of Halloween alive all year through pop culture and nostalgia. Dying to know more? Follow us on Instagram at the Ghoulmates and subscribe to our YouTube for spine chilling adventures all year. Hope to meet you soon. Sending you ghouls and kisses. Bye. <laughs> this was a Brain Freeze podcast.